Let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchel Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Woohoo! Welcome, welcome everyone. Who doesn't want an epic life? If you don't want an epic life, you should probably just leave now. No, I'm kidding. Stay. <laughs> Stay and hang out with me in this next little bit, and I will share with you a little bit about uh, creating an epic life. So glad to have all of you here. Hello, everyone. My name is Ranchal Van Bryce, and I guide entrepreneurial women who are struggling in their businesses, um, in their life as well, but mostly it feels like they're struggling in their business or profession. Um, my clients, before they find me, seem to be following business strategies and models of other successful coaches or guides, but it's just not working for them. And they think the problem is them, uh, that there must be something horribly wrong with them. And the real problem isn't them. Oh my goodness, what if the real problem wasn't you? Let me uh, rephrase that. Uh, the real problem is there's a shift in the way that business is being done. And uh, certainly entrepreneurial women feel like there's some sort of resistance happening. And the truth is, it's not resistance, but rather the old way of doing business no longer resonates with them. So even if what they were doing beforehand has them not feeling, um, let me see, like that they're in alignment, that they would look at it as resistance. And what's important is uh, to, I think, recognize what if you weren't in resistance, but you really just didn't find it to be in resonant energy. And for me, this was a life-changing moment when I realized I'm not in resistance. I, I have self-confidence. I have self-value. I understand my worthiness. But what um, they, air quoting for those of you who are listening to me, just no longer resonates. And that was my story. I was around some incredibly successful people. I hired some, you know, successful, uh, on, you know, entrepreneurial coaches and was following their way. And it just wasn't working. And my typical modus of operation, operandi, is there must be something wrong with me. One day out of meditation, I realized, oh, what if there wasn't anything wrong with me? What if I was just following a business model that no longer worked for me because I had moved out of the chase energy, out of the hunting energy, out of the pursuit energy, out of the achievement-oriented energy, and I was really moving to a way more what I refer to as the divine, feminine, creative, and um, manifestation energy. When I realized that, when I realized that these people were incredible at what they did and their business model worked for them, but it didn't work for me and it wasn't because I was all messed up. It was like this kind of moment for me, this explosive moment when I realized that, ooh, what if I could create a business that I loved, a life that I loved, using my business as a vehicle to the life that I loved? And what if I just had to authentically show up as to who I was? Now, the truth is, um, you know, I can be in meditation. I can be in prayer. I can, you know, 
uh, think all the things that I want, have all the positive affirmations, understand neuroscience and how that works. And yet still, one must take inspired action. And inspired action in my definition is different than action. Inspired action is I feel inspired to take action. And for me, this is accessing my divine masculine energy. And there is that balance between the creating, the manifesting, and then taking and taking inspired action. And the questions I started to ask myself was, what if this way of doing business that appeared to work for everybody else, but didn't appear to work for me, what if it wasn't me? What if I was just following a model that didn't work? What if there was a better way for me? Um, what if it wasn't because there was something horribly wrong with me, but that I was following a methodology that was based in what I refer to as a patriarchal energy versus a divine um, or a divine masculine energy versus a divine feminine energy. And the truth is we need both. You know, as a woman, I have access to both divine, uh, divine feminine and divine masculine. If I have any uh, male entrepreneurs or male professionals on here, you also have the ability to access the divine feminine to go along with your divine masculine. And we do. We we absolutely 100% need both. We need strategy along with and tactics along with creative energy with along with manifestation. And for a lot of entrepreneurial women, what I have found is that they spend a lot of time in comparison, um, a lot of time in, uh, uh, suffering from imposter syndrome because they're trying to do it like somebody else. And so I want to offer you a different way to look at things. I want to offer you an opportunity. Specifically, what we're talking about today is the Heart-Centered Marketer's Guide to Authentic Promotion and Sales. Really, what I like to call this is sacred marketing. And moving from a place of an awareness of, I know that I need to do this. I have a business. I know that marketing is part of it. I know that sales is part of it. But how can I look at this differently? And I was guided to the uh, last year to come up um, come up with uh, to really, I guess, wear the hat of being a sacred art of business coach, um, along with being an entrepreneurial success coach and think about things from the space of sacred love. So I talk a lot about sacred business, sacred commerce, uh, which is, you know, a sales versus a uh, serving versus sales, sacred marketing, sacred operations. Um, which when we just can add, we know the word sacred, we know the word operations, or we know the word sales, but put them together, it changes the way that we show up. And so today I want to talk about infusing spirituality into your marketing strategy and creating, a, for me, a, what's important is a peaceful and prosperous life. Perhaps maybe yours, um, your epic life might feel different. And I think it's important that you use your words and not my words and you think about the life that you do want to create and how your business can be the vehicle to that particular life. And so when I when I think about, um, you know, being a heart centered entrepreneur, being authentic in my message, um, I also want to, I th think, you know, still be an awareness that, uh, you know, we buy from emotion. And we justify with logic. So your ideal client buys with emotion and justifies with logic. Uh, so whenever we're creating anything in marketing, we do want to evoke, uh, invoke, evoke emotion. But here's um, where I, I kind of get on my little like soapbox. 
Typically what happens in the world of marketing and sales, we've been taught to uh, make another person feel really, really bad about the life that they're living and that the only way they can have a successful life is they if they buy said yellow widget, let's say. Buy this yellow widget and your life will turn around. And so my challenge with other um, experts in my industry of coaching and marketing and sales is why do you have to make people feel bad? Now, the truth is, and this is like the truth as in the capital T, psychologically how we work is we have to be in enough pain before we do something. So there, there, there's truth to this. There's a, there's an absolute psychological perspective. There's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's like a whole, a whole bunch of information that goes into this and a whole bunch of psychology that goes into marketing and sales. And I think this is why it can be such a struggle for a lot of entrepreneurs because they haven't uh, spent time, you know, looking at the psychology of everything. So I'm going to give you some base psychology around sales and marketing today. And if you feel compelled to, you can either reach out to me. We can have a deeper conversation about it. There's lots of information out there. Um, and so, but I'm going to give you enough information so that you can look at your marketing a little bit differently and you can come from a place of sacred marketing. So the first piece that I gave you was we all buy from pain. We're all searching for answers. We all have problems we want solved. We're all looking to fulfill our basic human needs. We're all looking to avoid some basic fears, like fear of criticism, fear of poverty, fear of aging, uh, fear of dying. Uh, you know, those are kind of the, the base ones, the fear of being unlovable. So we're all in our life looking for, searching for the safety and security, avoiding the fears. Oh my goodness, I'm in pain. Now I'll start to look for something to buy. So it makes sense, does it not, that the people in my world of sales and marketing go, okay, we're going to poke the bear a little bit. We're going to make sure you feel really, really bad about yourself, which is what my problem is with the industry. And then we're going to try to sell you something. And the thing is um, that a lot of the, the things that are being sold, there's lots of value and worthiness in it. So I'm not saying that there's not the value, there's not value or worthiness in what people are selling. I think that would be rather egotistical of me. But rather what I want to, I guess, provide you is a way to look at things differently and make an intuitive decision based on, yes, this, this resonates with me versus buying something because you have a fear of missing out or FOMO or buying something because you think that you suck and that and that if you if you purchase this yellow widget that your life will be better and rather you're making a decision based on uh, looking at and assessing your business with radical honesty assessing your life with radical honesty being aware of what might be missing from your life and then making a decision based on on the fact that you are valuable you do have worthiness there's nothing wrong with you nothing needs to be fixed nothing is broken you just have an opportunity before you ha huh, that was a lot to say i know i'm talking fast i have much to share okay so hang on to your hats so the first piece of this is Okay, knowing for full well that um, people buy from pain. And so so knowing full well that people are looking for a solution. And so as a business professional who might have a product or service to sell, when you're creating your marketing, and I am going to use the word plan or strategy, 
uh, it's to be in awareness of, you know, who your ideal client is, which is basic information when we talk about marketing and what kind of pain they're in, which is also very, very basic, right? So you have ideal client and you have what pain points they're looking for and what solution your, um, your product or your service provides. Because the truth is people aren't buying a hole, a drill, pardon me, they're buying a hole in the wall, right? So people don't buy a drill, they buy a hole in the wall. Meaning, right, I need a picture hung, right? My problem is I need a picture hung. Then the next problem is I need something to hang the picture. And so then I go out and find a hammer or a drill. So someone's, if you're trying to sell a hammer or a drill versus like what are, what's keeping them up at night, what problems are they thinking about? What stressors do they have? Then you are positioning yourself to sell something that people aren't interested in. And that's why it can feel really, really complex. So how do we look at this then from a sacred marketing or a heart-centered coming up from a truly uh, authentic place? Well, first and foremost, it's to ensure that when you're coming up with your marketing strategy, or even when let's dive into for coming up with content for marketing or a sales strategy or system, that we look at it from the perspective of, uh, of from a heart-centered perspective is how will my products or service create more for my ideal client? And it could be more whatever, an epic life as an example. It could be more productivity. It could be more health. It could be, I don't know, more more wealth. It could be more peace of mind. So if we come from a place of not what we're all lacking, but what would what would this do to promote more? Because in the universal laws, and as if you've been listening to my show, you know I always bring in the universal laws. The universal law is of more life. We are meant to have more, be more, and do more. So the God of our understanding wants us to have more, do more, and be more. And that includes in our marketing and includes in our in all areas of our life. So if we look at things from this heart-centered perspective, how does your product or service help guide others to have more, be more, and do more? What problem does it solve, right? What solution does it offer? It just puts us in a spin of something different. So you're not approaching your business of how can I get more clients or get more revenue? How can I get, 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 which is a lack energy and more of how can I provide more to my listeners? How can I provide more to my audience? How can I provide more to my community? How can I make everyone that I meet, everyone that I speak to, everyone that I touch, how can I make their life better? So when you approach your business from that perspective, you are invoking several universal laws. Now, I'll talk about those specific laws when we get back from break. Thank you so much for joining me already. I know I talk fast. Uh, and I have so much to share with you. I'm super excited that you're here, whether you're here with me live or you're listening afterwards. Thanks for being here. My name is Ranchelle. The show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle, and we're on Inspired Choices Network. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it, 
Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchell Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, my sweet listeners. It's so exciting to have you here. So today I'm talking about creating a marketing strategy a little bit differently, talking about the Heart-Centered Marketer's Guide to Authentic Promotions and Sales. Other words I use are, are to create a, you know, a sacred marketing guide, sacred marketing plan, but really, for me, it's about creating sacred marketing, bringing sacred marketing into our businesses, into our professions. And the first step, of course, is coming from a place where you're not coming from a place of lack, uh, where you're not coming from a place of scarcity, where you're not coming from a place of having to do something to get money, to make money, um, where you're not in a place of hunting, achieving, pursuing energy. That's the first step. So it's kind of like two steps there, but that's the first step to creating a, a marketing, um, I guess, strategy that will work really well if you're a heart-centered entrepreneur. The second piece, uh, you know, in doing that is to, you know, when you see something um, that you might have that that's working for others and you look at it and you think, yeah, that might work really well for me, check in to see if you're still in resonant energy to it or you're in resistance to it. And here's what I mean by that is that I can go, uh, I can still go into comparison syndrome when I take a look at some of the amazing other coaches that are out there. And I have a lot of coaches in my life. I've been coaching for, oh my goodness, since 2010. And so the time of this is what, 2023. So I've been, you know, coaching for 13 years and I can, as I said, easily get into less easy, but still easily get into comparison. Now, why do I do that? It's because I have a, a fear of missing out. I can still, you know, I still have to process that, the FOMO. But also the comparison piece is, are they doing something that I wish I had? So when I'm in my in a place where I'm in that position, I just pause and go, wait a minute. What is it that I'm thinking that I'm missing out on? What am I most concerned about? And and why am I bringing this up when I'm talking about being a heart, uh, you know, a heart centered coach or a heart centered marketing is because 
lots of times I think we start to chase the way that other people are doing things. Oh, this person's doing this, so I have to do it. Oh, this person's doing this. That's a good idea. Let me change my strategy. And so I think what what uh, the best way for us to come up with our, our strategy is to think about the ways that we've done business before in the past that's worked really well for us and and what we naturally do. So what do I mean by that? I'm a natural connector. I'm a natural promoter of other people's products and services. So when I think about that from my own business, from a heart-centered place of marketing, what, what does that mean? Well, that means that I love to go out and, and promote other people. So how can I bring that into my own business? How can I bring it into my own world of marketing and come up with some really cool ways to promote others? And how can I connect that then to my brand? So we can take something as simple as that, that we normally love to do that becomes natural to us and go, okay, how am I showing up there? And then we can look at marketing and how do I how do I show up there? Now, for me, marketing simply is so the new way that I've been looking at this is marketing isn't because I'm trying to get something, but marketing is just an opportunity for me to share my mission, to share my vision, to share my purpose with as many people as I possibly can on a daily basis. And I will use different plat platforms to do that. So, for example, I have the podcast and TV uh, radio show here at Inspired Choices Network. That's one way that I can get my message out. I can share that. I can also be on other stages or summits, like live virtual summits or recorded summits, which I do on a regular basis. I host my own summits. So that's another way of doing things. Um, I can use any of the multiple social media platforms out there as a stage, right, as a summit, and I can share information. Marketing is different than sales. And I think sometimes we get it confused. You know, I um, have always defined marketing as an opportunity, you know, to advertise, to network, to maybe do something in the public relations world or to do like the promotional piece. So when I'm talking about heart-centered marketing, it, I can utilize those different components and think, how can I serve my audience? So I, I no longer go into anything with what will be my ROI, and I think that's important, but I don't approach my marketing from a perspective of what am I going to get? I only, I only approach it from what can I provide and what can I give? And it's a subtle, subtle shift. So what happens for me and other uh, like-minded entrepreneurs, I think, who no longer resonate with the hunting, chasing, you know, energy is we can take a look at how do we want to share our messages on any one of the platforms? And most marketers will say to you, have a CTA, a call to action have a hook, have a clickbait. And so those words often don't resonate with um, heart-centered entrepreneurs. We feel like, um, and as I say, raise your hand if you feel like, yes, right? So I can't see you, but raise your hand. <laughs> Excuse me. If you feel like that just doesn't resonate with you, that that hook information 
that clickbait information feels kind of ooh uh, sleazy or scuzzy or salesy to you. Now there's an opportunity for you to take a look at that and and decide if you have any false beliefs around it. And maybe you need some belief resetting. It's a possibility. Or or and or it doesn't have to be or the message of the hook doesn't resonate with you. And so here's why a hook is important. And so what how do we need to reframe it? So a hook is important because a hook basically is a way for you to grab the attention of your uh, ideal client, the readers, right? You know, people on Facebook to get them or TikTok or wherever to get them to stop scrolling, grab their attention so they'll read the rest of your content. And so in your posts, if you have only stuff that's you're sharing about you, right? And not that that, saying that that's bad, but I'm just explaining this from a marketing perspective. If you only have in the top couple lines, um, you know, I wanted to share this with you today, or, oh, here's some thoughts today. Uh, That's great information. And, um, and, and I do a lot of posts around, you know, random thoughts, you know, so there's no hook there. It's just, I'm sharing some random thoughts. Now, if I wanted to grab attention, I wouldn't just put, you know, oh, here's the thought that I had, or here, I wanted to share this with you today. I would come up with a hook to have people stop scrolling. So we can even look at the title of the podcast the uh, podcast show today, uh, The Heart-Centered Marketer's Guide to Authentic Promotion and Sales. So that's a bit of a hook. So for those of you who are listening, you came on and started to listen because you were like, oh, wait a minute, you are self-identified, right? You self-identified that you can relate to being a heart-centered entrepreneur. You self-identified as you were looking for a more authentic way to do promotions and sales. So kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit, you'll need a hook, right? So maybe the word hook doesn't resonate with you, but what else would resonate with you? Headline doesn't really resonate with me. I'm like, you know, big deal. What's the headline? But what does resonate for me is I want people to stop scrolling. I truly do. I think that that all of us have an important message. So however I reframe hook is how I'll reframe hook so that I don't have resistance to it. And I'll have maybe a more resonant energy to wait a minute. I want people to stop, take a moment to read what I have to share, because when I'm sharing, so part of my marketing strategy is tapping into divine source energy and being guided, what should I post today? So it's really interesting for me because I, you know, I'm around a lot of um, strategists who say, I'm going to do my content for three months. And I'm like, oh my goodness, right? What does that look like? Because for me, um, I wouldn't necessarily be able to do a lot of pre-content because I use divine source energy as my guide. Now, I've created a strategy where I will um, have you know quotes that I love or different things that have happened, and I'll pre-populate my content that way so that yes, I'm you know I'm aware of the algorithm on the social platforms. You know, I want to play their game because it is a game. I'll play their game. Uh, but a lot of my content is really comes from the heart. And I think that's really, really important. Uh, great question here. Thank you. So uh, so in the live studio audience, there was a question, should you add any pain points in the hook? 
And you absolutely can. You can either uh, an experiment with this for sure is you can do the promise or the solution or you can do pain points in the hook and or you can have a combination of both. And this is um, so much uh, can be so much fun. I use two different tools to help me with headlines because headlines aren't a strength of mine. Um, I certainly can come up with different ways to talk to you. But the headline piece, so I use a headliner analyzer. So you just Google a headline analyzer. There's several out there. Um, I use that and I use chat GPT to guide me in the headlines. So I'll say, here's the content of what I want to talk about. Here's my audience. And can you help me come up with some headlines? And then chat helps me come up with headlines. So I'm utilizing the resources and sources that I have on hand not from a place of lack, just knowing that it's most difficult for me to come up with headlines. And so I'm utilizing different different pieces of it. So why is that important? I'm going to talk real fast and I'm going to go to, to the break. I think it's important that when we look at our businesses, we are radically honest with what we're really great at, um, what we're good at, and maybe what we're not so good at. And when we have that awareness, we can decide you know, how we're going to fill the gaps, right, from an abundance perspective of where we're maybe not the strongest. So as I said, my strength is not in creating headlines. I can come up with tons of things to talk about, but I, but it's a difficult for me, um, you know, up until this time, it's been difficult for me to come up with the headlines. So we can take a look at this from, and again, I'm going to bring in the heart-centered entrepreneur. It's not about tricking people or, you know, creating a hook that has nothing to do with who I am and what I do, but just knowing full well the psychology of, of readers, the psychology of an audience is uh, everyone's in pain and everyone's looking for a solution. So how can I either speak to the solution or speak to your pain? And uh, that also tells you, um, my audience that I can relate to you, right? We re we we have resonant energy together. You know, it's like earlier I said, well, that was my story too, and that's really it's like, oh, I'm not alone. So from a, a, um, a heart centered entrepreneurial perspective, it's sharing with your audience they're not alone, that you can relate to what they're going through because more than likely you've either been through it. Or you might even that might that might even be part of your continued journey. All right, one quick universal law before we we move into I, I promised a universal law. So when you come from a place of marketing and um, the heart centered marketing, specifically sacred marketing, I want you to look and think about the universal law of attraction. And so I'm going to keep the definition real simple. This law states that like attracts like. So if you focus on positive thoughts and feelings you will attract positive experiences and people. So in terms of marketing, it means if you focus on the benefits of your product or service, present them in a positive light, you will attract more customers who are interested in the positive side of things you have to offer. Now, this is an interesting perspective, isn't it? Because we are talking about people buy from pain and look for, look for their solution. And so this is when, and I love this about marketing, it's a bit of an experiment, right? Um, when you really focus on all the pain points, do you only attract people who are in so much pain and they're not willing to move out of their pain? That might be. When you're creating a marketing strategy and you think, I have to do this because I need to pay my rent, which is the real thing, or my mortgage, which is a real thing, but you're creating out of lack, 
you will then attract um, people who are also in scarcity and lack. So let's all think about that for a moment while we go to our next commercial break. Thanks, everyone, for being here. My name is Ranchal Van Bryce. You're on Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. And today we happen to be on Inspired Choices Network, although you may be listening from anywhere in the world. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. So just before break, I talked very briefly about um, infusing or embodying the law of attraction in your marketing. And if we if we can take a look at how we show up in our marketing efforts, if we, you know, I'll go back to my verbiage, you know, I bring sacred, the sacredness into do sacred marketing versus just marketing. The universal laws are an integral part of what I, of what I do, how I embody in my life, but also in my business. So for example, there is something called a subsidiary law of vibration. And this law basically states that everything in the universe is made up of energy and has a vibration to it. So including your thoughts and emotions, as well as your products and services. Let's take a moment to think about that. Every product or service that you have has a vibration to it. So if you created the product or service out of a lack energy, and then you go to promote that particular product or service, there has an energy attached to it of lack, an energy of maybe poverty. So when you're creating something, you want to be creating it because it's fun, it's exciting, it's something you're passionate about, uh, not because you have to come up with something to do a cash infusement into your business so that you can, I don't know, pay for staff or pay for this or pay for that. That energy has a lack to it. So it's rather about what creative ways can I come up with to create more interest in what I'm doing because what I want to do is fulfill this part of my life, mortgage, right, uh, staff costs, whatever that has to be. So then uh, so then when we move into this creative um, energy, this 
very what I call the divine feminine, which is creative and manifestation. Uh, the energy behind it is so much different. There's no getting energy attached to it all. It's just like, wouldn't it be cool if? And uh, so I spend most of my days, wouldn't it be cool if? And then um, ideas will come to me. Lots of times the ideas aren't necessarily even for me. They might be for my clients because I, I'm an intuitive business strategist as well. So I get ideas all the time and I'm like, okay, is that for me? Oh no, it's for somebody else. And then I will like, hey, I have this really cool business idea for you. But when we can approach our our world from that way, our business, but our, you know, our marketing from that way or our sales from that way, everything shifts. So it's not, again, it's not about this getting energy. Everything has a vibration to it. And so it's like, how do I, how do I want my products and services to serve, right? My ideal client, my target audience, what do I want their life to look like, right? Um, how do I want them to feel when they, when they see my colors or they see my, my logo or they see my name or they see my brand? Like all of these are really, really important questions to ask yourself and decisions to make. Now, I talked earlier and earlier on in the show about people do buy from pain. That's why, you know, that's why so many marketing people focus on that. We do buy from pain. We are looking for solutions. You know, we um, are looking to fulfill our needs. We're looking for safety and security. Now, the other piece of psychology, because I promised you I would do this, that I want to bring in is people either move, buy something because they're moving towards something. So it is associated with pain or pleasure. Or they buy something because they're trying to avoid something. So it's like the carrot and stick motivators. So what does this mean from your perspective? Well, if you're motivated because you um, are a carrot motivator, right? Like if you, let me use a specific example. When I had the curves, people came to curves because they either want to lose weight to feel better or they want to um, lose weight to not feel uh not feel fat so I, I can't like mince those words right so they or they had maybe something that they were going to like a high school reunion or they were trying to avoid a sickness so these are motivators this is the carrot and stick motivator in marketing it's the same thing right your ideal client your target audience there's about 50 percent of the population that wants to move towards something and 50 percent of the population that's moving away so I'm a move away person. And so when I'm um, creating content, I need to ensure that there's a balance between the move towards and the move away. I'm, I'm solution oriented, but I see the problem in everything first, then I move to solution, right? Uh, and so you'll just play around with what that would look like from, from your perspective for your audience. So there's a psychology piece to it. So everyone's in vibration of, right? Are they in what kind of pain are they in or what kind of pleasure? So that you can use both the universal law of attraction in that and the universal law of vibration. The third law I want to talk about when it comes to creating, uh, you know, from a heart-centered place in the sacred and sacred marketing is understanding the universal law of cause and effect. So this law states that for every action, there is a reaction, that you reap what you sow. Um, we can also say that uh, the cause and effect is that energy is neither created nor destroyed, it just is, right? So 
in the world of when I'm teaching universal laws to my clients, I talk about there is a formless substance out in the ethers, out in the universe, looking for direction of how to create it into form. And so our thoughts and emotions can take the formless substance and create a form. So, for example, in business, the uh, cause of our success in business, uh, the cause of how much revenue we create is actually um, our thoughts. How do we, how do we, I guess I always say, how do we embody the universal laws? The effect is the outcome. So the effect could be revenue. The effect could be the success of a marketing funnel. The effect could be a sales system, right? A, a strategy. But the cause, the universal cause is always our thoughts. So if you think that marketing is hard, it is. If you think that Facebook sucks, it does. So it's really important for you to be in awareness of your thoughts, especially if you want to create a heart-centered or sacred marketing strategy or content that has sacredness to it, is what are you thinking? What's the vibration of your thoughts, your emotions, when you're creating your marketing strategy? Are you only creating content because you were told by someone you had to and you resent every single moment of it? Or do you create content because you love sharing your mission, love sharing your passion, and it didn't matter or would never matter to you if no one ever, 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 ever said to you, I saw your post on Facebook and I want to work with you, right? Just take a moment and think about that. Why are you posting on Facebook? Why are you posting on Instagram? Are you there because you're trying to get clients? Are you there because you're trying to trick clients into contacting you for a discovery call, which is code for sales call? Or are you truly just wanting to change the world? Are you truly wanting to share the message so that you can change the world? You have a, you have an effect, right? That there's a huge difference in creating content from a place of scarcity, a place of lack, and that can go into your your sales strategy as well. A, do you have a sales strategy? And B, um, if you hate sales, your sales strategy is you hate sales. You're sending out the vibration of hate, of, of uncomfortableness, not confident, all of those pieces. So this is why it's so important with the universal law of cause and effect. Now. I think where marketing people have really kind of, um, how do I say this over? Not screwed us over because that's not true. That's awful. Uh, I can't think of a kinder way. And I will, though, uh, which is with the universal law of reciprocity. So years ago in marketing, we were told um, when you give, give, give away a legion, give something away for free and people will give you their name and email address. And because you've given them something for free, you've created what's called the, the law of reciprocity, which is you've done something nice for me and now I'll do something nice for you. So it's based in the psychology of when I say thank you, you more than welcome, more than welcome, you more than likely will say you're welcome. If I ask you a question, you more than likely will answer it. So there is some psychology behind it, but it's kind of been bastardized because there's so much free content out there that 
giving your name and email address is is nothing any longer. And there's so much free content out there that chances are when you give someone your name and email address, you might not even read what they send you. There's just this info, there's a huge overload of information. So how do we change that from a universal law perspective? Well, A, um, give great content. Don't hold out, right? Stop um, Stop trying to, uh, conversion's important. So, I, so I don't want to confuse you by saying that Measuring ROI, measuring uh, conversions isn't important. It is. But if you're only doing something to get something, then what you're going to get is lack and abundance. So how can you provide a ways and means to support your ideal client in their painful process, in their search for the solution? So for me, from a marketing perspective, what I like to share with people is, what journey will you take them on from A to B? Where are they right now and where do they want to be? And how can you be their guide? How can you be like the tunnel, the, the light at the end of the tunnel? How can you be, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I lost, lost the word, right? Uh, big tower, light at the end, like lights swinging around for the ships. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, no words, no words at the moment. How can you be that, right? How, how can you be that? for your client? How can you take them on a journey? Lighthouse, thank you so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's a simple word. Words are hard today for Rancho. Um, so how can you take it? How can you be the lighthouse? How can you show them the way? Now, wouldn't that be cool if every time you received something in your email, it was because someone wanted to show you the way versus they were trying to sell you something? And don't get me wrong, sales are important. Money is important. I love money. My, my issue is not with money. My challenge, though, is with, from a marketing perspective is try, stop trying to screw people over. And not everyone is. Like there's a lots of people that aren't, but they're just they're what they're emailing you on a regular basis because they were told by somebody to email on a regular basis. Like what the hell, right? Um, if you're sending on a newsletter, why are you sending on a newsletter? How are you supporting someone in their life or business with your with your newsletter? If you're only supporting your business, that's not sacred marketing, right? That is self promotion. Nothing wrong with self promotion. I'm just saying. If it's self-promotion for my heart-centered entrepreneurs, that won't feel good. All right, let's go to our break here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. My name is Ranchal. Just in case you didn't connect, uh, connect that before, Ignite Your Success with Ranchal is the show. We're here on Inspired Choices Network. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently? changed the way you look at it would you feel differently about yourself and your journey tuning in to ignite your success with entrepreneurial success coach ranchelle van bryce you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently join ranchelle wednesdays on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com at 5 p.m eastern 4 p.m central 3 p.m mountain 2 p.m pacific Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here with me today. Super excited to be talking about something I'm so passionate about. Marketing in general, I've always been passionate about bringing sacredness into it and talking about sacred uh, sacred marketing for my heart-centered entrepreneurs really, truly is something I am just, I, I could talk hours and hours and hours about it because the truth is marketing is an, a, an important piece of business. Uh, business is simple. It has to do with marketing, it has to do with sales, and it has to do with operations. And so bringing the sacredness into marketing, and you know, and, and, I, and I didn't really talk a lot about sales, um, so I'm going to you know, spend a few minutes here talking about sales, but bringing sacredness into this changes the way that we show up in business. And when we come from the perspective of the, of the universal laws and we are we be empowered, um, I know that's not proper English, right? If we be passionate, uh, be empowered, be magical, you know, all of the things <clears throat> that we think about, or that at least I think about when I think about being a, a heart-centered, empowered entrepreneur. And I approach my business, <laughs> excuse me, from that perspective of being empowered and being powerful and sharing a message Regardless if people buy anything or want to work with me, then I know that I've basically been that light, uh, that lighthouse, right? The light in the lighthouse, showing people that there is another way. Now, when it comes to sales, so many people struggle with sales because they have, you know, a, a preconceived idea of what sales is. Lots of people think sales is sleazy or they'll even say, I love business, but I don't want to be too salesy. And so what does too salesy mean? What does it actually mean? Does that mean too promotional? Does that mean too braggy? Like, what do you mean by too salesy, right? And um, and so by pushy, right? So that's being pushy, right? And here's the thing. Um, so here's the reframe is that each one of us has our own perception about what sales might be. So if someone feels like they're put, that you're pushy, that's their pile of shit. I probably could have worded that more nice, but, you know, that's their published shit. If you feel like you're being too salesy or too pushy, that's your pile of shit. And then just all that means is you need to reframe in what sales means for you. Like sales for me means service. It means I have something of value that I believe will change people's uh, lives. And I want people who want the solution that I have, right, that, that that I offer. I want them to reach out to me, but the only way they're going to reach out to me is if they know that I actually exist, right? And so part of the sales process is the beginning of it is marketing, is the promotion, the advertising, public relations, networking. So the sales piece of it is simply having a conversation about, hey, you um, – Right, you have a pen and you wrote something down that needs to be erased, and I happen to have whiteout. So is that salesy if I say, Hey, I noticed that you made a mistake and right, you have this thing that you wrote down that maybe no longer applies to you, or you know, rather than putting a colon, you put a period and you want to get rid of the period, uh, or the pardon me, the, the colon and put a period in there, you can't. Well, I have whiteout. So why don't I, you know, sell you the whiteout? So if we can like, you know, I use the word dumb it down, but if we can make light of it, if we can look at something that's so simple like that, 
right? And go, okay, is that person being salesy? They're like, oh, I noticed you have, you're missing something. I happen to have the solution. So my idea of, of um, having, you know, sacred sales or sacred serving, which is to me a sacred commerce, is being an awareness that I have a product and services that I believe that could fulfill a need, being okay with talking about it and, um, you know, under using the universal laws and asking people to consider working with me and, and leaving it at that. Right. And, you know, I used to, used to, and I still do, but I haven't for a while, but I used to, to uh, train in sales. That's, that's been my jam sales and marketing. I had every, every year, um, every six weeks, I put on a, a whole um, weekend of, of sales training. And it was always under this information about showing up in sales differently, showing up authentically and, you know, and with my personality and each person showing up in their personality and understanding the limiting or false beliefs behind what people think about salespeople. Right? That is so very, very important. Because think about this, if you had the cure for some horrible disease, would you feel bad about being pushy or, or seeming to be pushy? Or would you just like talk about it all the time because you thought, oh, my goodness, I have the cure for and then insert whatever horrible disease that's out there. We wouldn't look at it as be pushy. We'd be looking at, no, I have an obligation to the world, an obligation to the universe. Right. So why is it different with your product or service? Right now, it could be because not everyone's looking for your product or service. Like there's, there could be lots of reasons. So, so I'm going to encourage you, and as we end our time together, to think about what is your resistance, because more than likely it's resistance. What is your resistance to selling or sales or salespeople? What false beliefs do you have, and how can you reframe it so that you understand you're providing a service? And how and how can you go about sharing what you do, sharing your passion, your mission, your statement in a way that feels really good to you? And if it doesn't feel good to you to then question, are you in resistance because there's false beliefs or are you following? <clears throat> oh, my goodness, as I lose my voice. Are you following people who you don't resonate with and you're following their business model that you don't resonate with? Because as a heart-centered entrepreneur, you are a fabulous, quote-unquote, salesperson. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.